what in the barnacles are two salads? Well, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk about that and talk about what skyfish are in this kind of boring and predictable romp with uh, with Meliodas and the gang. This time on Shonen and Suds. Cody, 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 Cody. Salad? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did we watch this week, my man? Oh, we didn't get any Krabby Patties, Chris. We got a... Uh... We got two salads. Crappy, <laughs> two salads and a crappy patty. Um, man, welcome everybody. As you can tell, we're coming in hot on this next episode of Shonen and Suds. I'm your host Chris Adams, and I'm Cody Snodgrass. And again, like I said, welcome back. Uh, today we're talking. We're still deep in the trenches of Seven Deadly Sins here, and we're we finished up season three, and this is the uh, the movie that I guess canonically takes place after season three called prisoners of the sky yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what and to think of this chris <laughs> I, I i don't either right there like the, i thought there was like i thought some, this the humor in this was some of the best that i've seen in the series but the rest of it was like so fucking predictable like i felt like i had watched this movie a hundred times already yeah, it's kind of like your typical anime movie. Um, yeah. Noth- nothing really too special about it. Uh, you got some cool fight scenes, and like you said, the comedy moments are good. Yeah, like it, it's probably some of the best. Like the, I, I genuinely think the opening sequence is the best part of the movie, and then it just just really takes just a hard fucking nosedive into Assholeville, man. Like it's just, it, it just isn't good. But you know, we'll we'll we'll. we'll unpack it and talk about it but uh before we do that cody what you drinking all right oh that was a good crack holy (laughs) shit love that all right chris we're on to flavor number two of the bud light ugly sweater seltzer pack this one is just your standard cranberry flavor um it's a good it's a good one festive it's a good one for the holidays yeah it's very festive um this one's actually available in the regular uh seltzer like variety pack um so nothing too new uh, but what about you chris what are you drinking today well before we get to me how many away are you from the green bean casserole uh seltzer well hopefully that one never gets made chris uh <laughs> okay we got the peppermint patty and the the ginger snap first and then i think we're moving okay. on to to stuffing after that okay gotcha gotcha like so it's side dishes and desserts starting sweet then going into savory and then you just you end on turkey and gravy it sounds like that's right love that love that well cody i am drinking actually um didn't realize it until uh it's kind of fitting you know since this movie has to deal with like you know the sky and celestials and all that bullshit i am drinking yingling flight um, we talked about Yingling uh, before we started the cast, and you're like, never heard of it, never fucking heard of it. And I'm just like, wow, you. I forget that they are a Pennsylvania brewery. They're also the oldest brewery in the United States. Like, they're America's first brewery. Um, and then just kind of a fun seven degrees of Kevin Bacon here. The second brewery in the United States is that was actually in Virginia. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, but... Uh, Yingling, uh, the I guess the brewer, the master brewer Yingling, uh, one of his sons moved to Virginia and opened a brewery there. So. Interesting. Yeah, see, the only brewery I know of is a uh, good old Bud- Anheuser Busch, you know, Budweiser, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Oh. oh yeah, you're you're right there. <laughs> I mean, you're right there in the belly of the beast, right there in St. Louis. Um, 
But Yingling's good. I mean, think of it as a for. I mean, it, normal Yingling is just a, like an amber lager. If you if you know, depending on where you're at in the country or in the world, uh, if you're on the West Coast, you probably have Anchor Steam. Um, if you're in the Midwest or down in Texas, you have Shiner uh, Bach. Um, most places have like Sam Adams Boston Lager is very similar. Um, any type of Vienna style lager is really good. Um. But what I'm drinking, Yingling Flight, is essentially the ultra version. You know, you got like Mick Ultra, that kind of shit. Um, there's Yingling, Yingling Light, and Yingling Flight. So it's more than just a clever name. Uh, they fancy themselves, Cody, the next generation of light beer. I've never heard someone tout such fucking credentials. <laughs> what, now, is light, or is flight, I'm sorry, is flight lighter than light? Yeah, I, I guess so because it's a, it's got like the same stat. Like the tail of the tape on this thing is about the same as like Mick Ultra or uh, Miller sixty four. Was it was there a was there an Anheuser Busch uh, super like, light beer? There's Bud Select, but I think that's just the lighter version of Budweiser. Okay, um, gotcha. I don't know. Bud Light is Bud. Yeah, Bud Light's Bud Light. Bud Light is Bud. I don't know. There's there's a bunch. They they always try to get the calories like oh this one's got ninety six calories well we got ninety five so yep that's true and that's what this one has ninety five calories per twelve ounce bottle okay. so now that I'm done watching my figure um <laughs> Cody man and I, I cracked mine already like I'm about halfway through my first one here because this movie sucked dude and I, I'm <laughs> I'm mad that it sucked and I'm gonna tell you why Cody because I've actually really become invested in most of these characters but this I didn't give up book about what was happening here yeah and i think the main reason i before we're even going into it we're going to talk about why a little bit why we dislike it chris we're missing all of our favorite side characters yeah like yeah. literally no fucking gill thunder no gila no fucking jericho no um let's see here no hauser. Uh, no um no hauser no fucking uh hendrickson no um um Fuck, uh, the guy with the fa- uh, the guy with the mask. Um, he's part of the the Roaring Dawn. Oh, um, he, call, he calls fucking Slater. Slater. Yes, I kept wanting to. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I wanted to call him, but it wasn't Slater. <laughs> but yeah, none none of our side characters make an appearance. It's just the main crew, which is cool to see them together. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because we haven't gotten a whole lot of time together with the whole bunch of the seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually there's some kind of bullshit that ensues, which is no different here. Um, God damn, Cody. Yeah, yeah. I guess you, do. Do we want to just dive right into this fucking bullshit? Let's go ahead and just dive right in, Chris. Um, <laughs> let's, let's do it. Talking about, of course, Prisoners of the Sky, the Seven Deadly Sins movie. Um, we start off with an opening that's almost. I don't know if you've ever played Shadow of the Colossus, Chris, for PlayStation yes. Two. Um, but this intro actually reminded me a lot of that. We see a, a young boy. Who's like he? He almost looks like Meliodas, and he's clearly running from these soldiers. Uh, and I think one of the soldiers mentions that he's heading towards like the Forbidden Lands, which is um, which is where I get the the Shadow of the Colossus reference from. Um, yeah, I actually thought uh, while we were doing uh, while this part was going on, um, I guess, and then maybe that's done purposefully. Like it almost has the vibe of like a Meliodas flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of those 3,000, 2,000 years ago or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could, could have been 15 years ago. You know, it was 2,700 years ago. <clears throat> but, yeah, he's running to these forbidden lands. He he chants out some words. 
Uh, and then he looks kind of back at the camera, and you can kind of tell it's not Meliodas, but he's definitely close to him. Uh, and then we flash mm. we flash to our heroes, Chris. They all get kind of a little intro scene, all of the yep. seven, all seven of the sins. And I'm glad they did this because this was probably the best part of the movie here. Um, yeah, like they're they're I guess they're they're in this um, this massive I guess this massive rainforest forest wooded area and they're all gathering up ingredients they're hunting like big crazy critters and this is fun like this is a fun scene yeah they're they're preparing a, a feast basically for bartra's birthday who's the king of leonis like elizabeth's uh-huh. father yeah. uh but their main ingredient they're looking for is this skyfish that meliotis has heard about um yeah and apparently in this area he's like that's why we're here because the skyfish are in this area yeah but uh before we can get to that chris we got a we gotta have an apple pie baking contest. Oh no! Oh no! This was, this was, this just faded for disaster. Like ill fated from Jump Street, sir. Well, it's kind of like the whole thing is right because like Meliodas is planning to cook for Bartra's birthday, and it's like, mm-hmm. but you're the worst cook in town, right? Um, oh yeah. But they they test their skills against each other. Uh, Meliodas attempts to throw together an apple pie, where he basically takes like a oh. like a pizza dough. <laughs> Doesn't cut the apples, just throws them in there. Yep, and like he's like, well, who wants to try it? And everyone's like, nah, nah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, they know but the history. No fucking, but my man, but my man fucking Escanor takes one for the, he even says that he'll fucking take one for the team. Yep. And. and <sighs> yeah, Chris, he, uh, he upchucks all over the, all over the boar's head. <laughs> I love how they did it too. Like it's almost like his soul is leaving his fucking body. Like his eyes are like lit up. His fucking mouth is lit up, and he just just obliterates the inside of the uh, boar's hat. Yeah. So Meliodas and Hawk, they're pretty much covered in in uh, throw up. <laughs> it's awfully sparkly. It's awfully sparkly yeah. for it to be vomit. But maybe that's just what you know Escanor does. Yeah. And uh, so they go out to this spring to. Uh, get cleaned up basically and they see this glowing light coming from the spring and they kind of dunk their heads in the water and they see sky <laughs> they see quote-unquote skyfish chris <laughs> yeah skyfish in the water it, that's a it makes that sounds like an m night Shyamalan movie yeah, it seems like they're just regular fish at this point but yeah but anyhow obviously them being there to find these skyfish they hop in to the spring and like chase after him basically uh and we kind of just get the still shot of the spring and then out mm-hmm. comes the guy who we saw running away from those soldiers at the very beginning kind of yep. like a little life swap kind of freaky friday incident here yep yep and, and it, uh and this is okay. where this is where the salads come from this is <laughs> so lad and he is a uh, Quickly introduced to our, our friends from the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, because they all think he's Meliodas, and he is like, what are you? What are you? Holy, I, I love, but also feel so bad for DM. He's like, oh my god, a monster. And she just fucking like smashes Bond. Um, like, yeah, one of those like really great humor moments here. Yeah, and he mentions that he's looking, or not that he's looking for, but he says like he's at the world where the great Oshiro comes from. Mm-hmm. which will come into play a little while later. Um, but yeah, basically he starts getting introduced to the Seven Deadly Sins. He questions whether or not they're like demons. Um, yep. Or from the demon clan, I should say. Which was also fitting, and that's where everybody kind of like introduced themselves. Like, I'm a human. I'm the, you know, I'm 
you know, Harlequin, the fairy king. Um, you know, I, you know, Gother's a doll. I'm kind of a human, you know, with all that. Yeah, all the different races. And <clears throat> I, does Salad reveal that he's a celestial at this point? I can't remember if he does. Uh, not yet. Not until they, uh, not until they see his wings. I think. Um, they're like sitting around a fire when they talk about all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but then we we flash over to the other side of this magical spring. Uh, and we see Meliodas, he's now in the position that Salad was in, where these guards are, they think he's Salad, so they take him prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, so this is all kind of happening all, like, at the same time, that intro scene. So it turns out it's not a flashback at all. Yeah. Um, and Meliodas gets brought before, like, the, I don't know if it's like a, if I'd call it a council, but, like, the little old lady. What would we consider yeah. her? Like a, like a queen or something? Uh, almost like a, like a village, like an elder kind of. Yeah. Like uh, that's all I would think of. Because I mean, she doesn't. She seems like she's kind of in charge, but just you know, like has to like approve or say you know this is who it is. Because it's almost like because they still think he's Salad. Like they uh Salad. <laughs> they uh they keep um like it's almost like they keep charging him with things like, like like almost like he's in front of like an inquisition at this point yeah it's kind of odd because like nobody in this town realizes that this isn't salad like the whole Which kills me the whole celestial world is pretty stupid <laughs> and that that's yes. like putting it lightly um but you know. yeah i mean it's and of course, um, you know, as we go through this and, you know, we find out more on both sides because we've got this whole, you know, again, this whole Freaky Friday situation going up. And what pisses me off, too, is there's a, a young lady that um, is, I guess she has a thing for Salad in the um, in the um, Sky World. But, like, she looks just like Elizabeth. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, don't do not do this to me. Don't yeah. give me this, this cookie-cutter, canned-ass, paint-by-numbers bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and she doesn't even recognize that it's Meliodas. I think her name hey, is... What a shitty girlfriend, right? Like, is her name... you love this guy, but you just don't even fucking remember what, what homeboy looks like. I believe her name's Elate, right? Yeah, think... it almost sounds just like Elizabeth, so whatever. Yeah, and like Salad recognizes Elizabeth as like being similar to her and vice versa with Meliodas. Mm-hmm. Um, Salad's dad doesn't even recognize that Meliodas isn't his actual son. What a shitty father. Yeah, and they end up basically... <laughs> throwing Meliodas into to prison, quote-unquote, which he kind of... Not only do they not know that he's not this Salad guy, but, like, he doesn't really even... He's, like, okay with everything they're doing. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to put you in jail for a little bit for running like, away. Okay. He's like, okay. Yeah, and, like, Hawk, of course, is, like, hiding under the table, and that's when the old lady finds him, and, of course, all kind of fun shenanigans. Like, Hawk might have actually been my favorite character in this movie because he got, like, some good scenes, just some good fun humor scenes. Yeah, he definitely does. I think he probably has, like, some of his best moments, definitely. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but anyway, digging for the, digging for the silver lining on this one, boys. Yeah, we get to learn a little bit about uh, the, what would you call it? The thing that's painted on the ceiling uh, above. Uh, well, it, it's like a mural. It's like a mural. Um, I guess that, um, that looks like it talks about the war from 3,000 years ago. Yeah, another, another reference back yeah. three thousand years, of course. Um, yep. So we get to see like pretty much the mural that's at the beginning of every fucking episode. 
yeah, and we get to learn that there was this great white pig, Oshiro, um, whose power was used to seal the evil <laughs> mm-hmm. of, like, the demon clans and all this stuff. Um, so, yeah. So keep that... Yeah, so, put a pin in that one for now, because we're, we're... Yeah, here we are. <laughs> um, but back back to the to the sins they're like i said they're getting introduced to uh to old boy old boy salad and he tells them a little bit about like where he's come from and stuff like that uh and i'm trying to remember do they ask to see where he came from and that's how they get back to the spring um i believe so because i feel like yeah um dude there's like we've gotten through the good part of this movie and now we're in the shit show part yeah, like, really, they're just trying to get Salad back to his... T- and they just need to want... They want Meliodas back. Yeah, they're, um, trying, they're trying to find their captain and Hawk, and obviously... Um, but then they get attacked by one of the the six Knights of Black? Yeah, these the, the fucking dime store-ass characters. Um, yeah. And what I really hated was, like, when Meliodas and the leader, who looks like something straight out of a Dragon Ball Z movie... Um, they're fighting. He's like, "Oh, you could have been a you could have been a Ten Commandment, but you were greedy." And the Demon King, I was like, "I don't give a fuck." Like, you had to shoehorn in that, which which makes me even more angry, Cody, because clearly the Ten Commandments are like the bigger threat. Like, why the fuck are we wasting our time with these guys? No, yeah, definitely. Um, I can't even remember the first one's name. It's the girl with the whip. Yeah, like she's yeah she's the first one that pops up. Doesn't even matter. Like she sucks. Yeah, and uh, so now they know that the the Celestial Kingdom's in danger. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, and like I said, these are the Six Knights of Black, uh, which doesn't matter to anything, but that's who these guys are going to be fighting this whole movie. Um, So we kind of flash back, we're flashing back and forth between these two worlds. Um, And back on the Celestial World, Meliodas actually ends up breaking out of his prison cell uh, him and Hawk actually do discover that there are skyfish up there flying around, um, which is obviously the point of this whole movie is to make this dinner for the king. God, they, they took the longest fucking <laughs> way to get there, man. Kills me. Yeah, and then we learn about that the great Oshiro sealed this, like, this giant egg thing, which you can kind of see in the background the whole time. Uh, it reminded sl- me of the old Legend of Zelda Link's, uh, Link's Awakening, I believe. Or the the one that was on the old Game Boy back in the day. Like that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this giant egg sitting on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think it is Link's Awakening. Yeah, it's clearly like the uh, like you know this this thing's gonna gonna break open and all the oh, evil, evil's gonna the, uh... come pouring out basically. Oh, of course. That's how I like my eggs over evil. Um, but yeah, so eventually we get the sense they. They show up to back to the to the celestial world. They use they fly on Hawk's mom up there. Um, of course they, they do. Cause you got to show mama Hawk. Yeah, and that the the girl that attacked is Gara. That was the name of Gara. The, she of, has, they have names. Oh my uh, god, they have names. Yeah, I had to Google just now the list of their names. Um, god. Yeah, they all get names, and we don't get a name for Hawk's mom, unfortunately. Yeah, it's horseshit. Like, or or maybe, or I guess maybe we do here in a little bit, Chris. Um, Oh, even better. But yeah, we get... Hog shit. <laughs> yeah, clearly some things are going wrong here. Uh, we got all of these Six Nights of Black showing up. 
and their leader Belion. Um, and they're clearly wanting to release this evil power that's in this egg thing. Also, Belion is very blue. Like he is very, very blue. Like I hate blue blue character. I hate blue characters. Goddamn it. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty much the only one of these guys that actually matters. Um, yeah, because you know, because he could, he could have been a he could have been a Ten Commandment, but he's like too selfish or some shit. Like they give a bullshit reason for why he's not. It's like he's a demon. You would think you'd want him to be ruthless and selfish. Whatever. Yeah, I'm like an old man sitting at Shoney's at 3 p.m. I'm so angry at this movie. Yeah, I'm trying to even remember like the where the plot goes from here, Chris. Like the rest of this movie is just them fighting. Like yeah. they show up, they fight. Like this is kind of what happens, and everybody kind of gets their like their fight scene against one of the uh, you know against one of the the knights of black. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in very again in very cookie cutter typical anime movie fashion, all your main cast get like their moment while they're fighting. Um, like and really the only one to me that like I mean I'm sitting there like I'm digging my fingernails while I'm watching this movie I'm drinking coffee I'm like I'm like reading a book I'm like this is so fucking boring um, like the only the only part that like made me perk up like, beyond this movie was when Escanor has his like fight moment which is really what we're looking for here right like I I'm 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 you know I came for the sins but I'm sticking around for Escanor yeah no yeah definitely the fight scenes are pretty cool um. Mm-hmm. And I guess I should talk about the name of the thing that's inside of the egg is Endura, um, which mm-hmm. is what these six knights of black are trying to get to, and obviously the Celestials are trying to stop them with yep. the help of the sins. Um, yep, and the Celestials have this sword, this wing blade or something that's supposed to be able to do something and kill these uh, demons. Or Yeah, it's supposed to be passed down to Salad. Ah, um, uh, Sal? <laughs> what, in the barnacles? <laughs> yeah, the old Salad. Um, so these guys all... F- begin fighting Belion, the leader uh he's the one that's fighting meliotis he's the the guy like on the cover photo basically yeah uh, turns out like he's like we kind of mentioned briefly these are all like upper class demons they're like they're only really rivaled by the ten commandments um and then obviously the seven deadly sins so we got a whole lot of numbers um <laughs> <laughs> and then uh it's revealed that he was denied membership into the ten commandments by meliotis um yep However, this guy doesn't recognize that he's fighting Meliodas. Which, you know... Really blows my mind because Meliodas like, I think, doesn't I think look it's... older or, like, anything. Well, not only that, like, I'm, if pretty sh- I'm pretty sure if, like, someone denied my, like, entry into the most elite fighting group in your, you know, your race or your creed, uh, I think I wouldn't forget that motherfucker's face, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not demon-y enough for the demon club. Yeah, so not only are all the people in the celestial world stupid, they can't tell that this is not Salad, this is Meliodas. Including uh, his father. <laughs> which and, really, and, like, that, including his father, his name. girlfriend, and now Belion doesn't recognize this is Meliodas. So, like, we have, like, the dumbest cast of side characters. Um, Very. But we'll keep... And the worst villains ever. Yeah, like you said, they all kind of get paired up. Um... Salad's little girlfriend, Elate, she's actually getting attacked by a character whose name I do not know. Um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he's like, he's almost like a ripoff of Gallon, kind of. Mm-hmm. From like the Ten Commandments. He's got like yep. these spikes that come out of him. And he's like, give me a hug. 
yeah he's like a metal like stuffed animal kind of thing or like like stuffed doll kind of thing he's very like i don't know like i don't know like round and cylindrical and just weird well he doesn't matter chris because uh old boy salad yeah salad arrives just in time saves her and bond takes takes the head of this fight basically um yeah, because like he's like all up on him, and like because he can't do anything, but he like gives him the old back breaking bear hug, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, so they they, can, they compare these guys to the Seven Deadly Sins or to the Ten Commandments, but they're nowhere close. Um, oh yeah, they're they're getting their shit stomped right now. Yeah, so Bond makes quick work of that one. Uh, Deanne and King they have to fight this like almost like two faced guy who's like sucking up all the souls from the. Which the, I thought I thought this guy was really cool. Like I, this was a character I wish they could have like uh, of the of the six knights. Like I think this one could have been one that would have just been a really fun character to have in the actual show, mm-hmm. just because of his ability. But you know, All right, actually, we didn't get that. Actually, it's Gother and King. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. De- Deanne has to fight the chick with the whip. Um, yeah, and she like gets her with the old fucking with the yeah. with the rocks, the yeah. rock fists. Yeah, Gother and King are fighting the the two faced guy, and it it looks to be the worst like he swallows both their souls but it turns out Gother used his little illusion technique thing to make mm-hmm. him seem like he was doing that classic they make quick work of him uh we have this like lion looking dude which has a fun fight like the the first time we see him we have like a fun fight with like hawk and uh the old lady which i mean it was fun because like hawk was turning into like you know what, what, what does he call it uh transport yeah he was like transporting into you know different critters which i thought was kind of cool yeah yeah it was he seemed a lot more threatening than he was because then he has to go up against escanor and merlin oh fucking (laughs) let's fucking wipe the hands there because escanor just hits him with the old whoop yeah just cuts him right the fuck into like god damn it like i wanted more of this like I'm, i'm i'm honestly i'm here for more escanor fights dude yeah, I think all these fights were pretty cool. Um, and while these are all going on, Meliodas and Belion, they're mm-hmm. they're going at it pretty hard. And Meliodas is actually getting his ass kind of yep. whipped. Um, well, it's because you know, because he's not using all of his power, Cody. Right. You know, that's what the main heroes of shows like this do. They fight very underpowered until like we until they decide to power up, which means we learn that they had a whole new ability this whole time. So. Mm-hmm. Again, I've seen this movie. It's like, it's like I said, I've seen this movie a hundred times. God damn it! God damn it! Yeah, and uh, during their fight, Meliodas actually reveals himself to be like he reveals his little mark and his like little dark power that he's a member of the Demon Clan. And now, finally, Belion realizes that it's Meliodas, which obviously upsets him. They keep fighting, um, mm-hmm. and then we have Zoria, who is Salad's father. He comes up with the the wing blade oh, thing. Yeah, which yeah I, think, is, I think that's actually what it's called, the wing blade. Um, and it's supposed to like seal demons, or it's pretty much like the kryptonite for the demon clan. Yep, and uh, he gets run right th- right through. Yeah, and of course he. Uh, this is does he stab Meliodas first? I think he stabs Meliodas. Yep. Or oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He cuts off Belion's arm. Yeah, he then, cuts off his uh, his right arm. And, and then Bel- like. Belion uses his arm to like grab Zoria's arm and stab Meliodas with the the wing blade, because mm-hmm. um, Meliodas is telling him to get back so he doesn't get hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now Meliodas is stabbed with the blade. He's pretty much like lifeless. He can't move. He's just 
pretty much just a useless body on the floor at this point. Uh, and Zoria, still thinking that he just stabbed his own son, he doesn't recognize that this is not Salad. Uh, <laughs> but God damn it. Uh, continuing on here, uh, the whole crew shows up: all the sins, Hawk. Um, and this is actually where they break off into their fight. Um, so I probably yep. should have went over this part a little bit earlier. It, it's all a jumbled mess because don't we? We have like a spirit bomb scene here in a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, so the sin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the sins basically they go defeat their their member of the Six Knights of Black. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Salad pulls the sword from Meliodas, which frees Meliodas. They were his dad was like against him pulling it from him because he was like, I like they finally explained that hey this is Salad this is Meliodas, um, but his dad's kind of like oh I don't want to pull the sword from him because he's still a member of the Demon Clan. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, he's your only hope here, so you might want to just go ahead and let him go. Uh, the other sins, while they defeat uh, their members of the Six Knights of Black, their souls go into the egg thing. Endura, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I had to find the name. They go into Endura, um, which releases him from his his like egg that he's in. Uh, and he's basically this gigantic like monster demon that, like, Merlin gives us a little bit of backstory on, but it's nothing really too crazy. It's just like, oh, it's this demon that's way stronger than the Ten Commandments, yada, yada, yada. Just the next big bad, basically. Oh, of course. Uh, And then Meliodas, I think he ends up killing Belion. um, Mm -hmm. But right before Belion's about to die, he coughs up his own soul, and it goes into... Endura as well. So now Endura has all six of the Knights of Black souls in it, which I guess makes it super powered. Um, yeah, just enough juice to cut it all, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so all the Sins are now fighting this thing off, and like Elizabeth and Hawk, they assign them to kind of get the Celestials to safety. Mm-hmm. And then, Chris, we get, uh, we get a couple different attacks here. We get, like you said, we get the Spirit Bomb coming up here. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, Chris, we get the Power Rangers move where, like, yes. everybody gets their all their moves together in one blow. Uh, oh, of course. So everybody starts doing their finishers, and then Meliodas hits it with a full counter, mm-hmm. um, which pretty much disables Endura. Uh, and then, like we mentioned before, Salad has the wing sword now. He basically does this spirit bomb seal thing. And, uh... They save the town. <laughs> that that that's it, and then they yeah they defeat these these six losers who are supposed to be strong. And at the end, they get their skyfish. Yeah, at the very end, right before they're about to leave, they're like, "Oh, we yep. we still haven't got a skyfish," and there's conveniently one that's just knocked out from the from the power of the blast from earlier. Oh, so of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, super convenient. So they got their skyfish. Everything's good with the the celestial world. They've stopped. They've sealed this evil once again. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, I guess we we forgot to say that Hawk's mom kind of does has a little fight scene as well. Mm-hmm. And it, they kind of make it seem like Hawk's mom might be the great Oshiro from the from the mural that was painted on the on the ceiling. Because mm-hmm. like when the which I'd be fine with that. Like I like Hawk's mom. Yeah, well, I think it kind of explains why she's powerful. 
Because she like oh. swallowed up that blast that Monspeed shot at her uh, in the regular show. Mm-hmm. And then she's holding her own against this Endura creature. Um, so yep. maybe, maybe I don't think they're going to go more into that. Yep, because I don't think we need anything that happened in this movie. I, I, I would be surprised if any of it comes up. Yeah, I really hope it doesn't. Um, but yeah, so they, uh, the king of Leonis, they present him with the skyfish, Chris, and uh, yeah, this was uh, this was like the after credit scene. It was really, re- I'm glad they did this. Um, yeah, he's presented with the skyfish. <laughs> we have a we have a rehash of the Escanor moment. His eyes fucking like his soul is leaving his body. It was so great, uh, and that's where it ends. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so, Chris, overall, what what were your thoughts um, of this movie? <laughs> genuinely, I, I mean, it was it was very paint by numbers, right? Like I, I was very lax while you were going through this. Like I, I didn't care. Like I'm, I get, and we'll kind of talk about this when we get into the question that we have. Like I understand that like the movies that are attached to these series, they're usually their kind of own standalone story, right? Um, but this one just felt like such a formula. Like I, I feel like I've watched this in every like Dragon Ball movie that I've seen. Um, in every, I don't know, I'm trying to think of another one that's like a big series that I've actually watched movies to. Um, um, like the later like Ranma one half movies, like the Gundam movies, like this shit all just it all just feels paint by numbers. Um like I genuinely felt like I had watched this movie a hundred times already. Um, and that's why I kept saying that over and over again. Cause it was just, it was boring. Like the humor, some of the humor was probably some of the best I've seen in the series. Like I thought like the, the, the slice of lifey kind of just the, 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 the comedy stuff was some of the best it's been. Um, and the fight scenes were okay, but it was just, it was like, I, I didn't feel like, I didn't care. Like I just didn't care who won the fight. Like because we know we know who's going to win, right? I mean that's normal. We expect the good guys to win. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like I just felt like the stakes were just medium the whole time. Exactly. I'm on number two as well. <laughs> yeah, there's not much there, and there's not like there's no reason for us to care about these bad guys. Like, yeah, they just kind of throw them in. They're like, oh yeah, they were there three thousand years ago. Um, Belion's really the only one that's kind of cool, uh, just because he has like a history with Meliodas. But half the movie, he doesn't even realize he's fighting Meliodas. So it's yeah, kind. Of, it just was... The fight scenes drag on for a little too long as well. Um, like you mentioned earlier, the intro is pretty much the best part. Yeah, and then the after credit scene, like they they bookend a very average movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I, I'd even call it below average um, with two like really funny scenes, and again, like. I, I wanted more Escanor stuff, and I get it. He's not the main character. I completely understand that. But, like, we know his fights are going to be very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Like, they should have given him another one. Just saying. But maybe that's why they gave him the vomit moment in the beginning, because they knew his fight was going to be whack as fuck when, they, when it happened. Yeah, you got one guy going up against Escanor and Merlin. It's pretty much... They're not, dead. They're, not, they're just dead immediately. It's not going to be close. Um, exactly. Like you said, it's kind of... It's, it's almost like a lazy movie. It seems like they just... Very lazy. I'm sure Netflix was just like, hey, make a movie for this, or like whoever pays these people to make this stuff. Yeah, very, like, much a, very much a cash-in, I'll definitely say. Yeah, and I mean, I, like you said, it, it, we see this kind of same trope with a lot of anime. Like, I've went and saw 
like both the fairy tale movies i saw those in theaters and they're like well i enjoy the characters i'm just like oh that was pointless like um we don't get like any extra little scene that like like a sign of things to come or anything like that with the exception of like hawk's mom possibly being the great oshiro which probably won't matter in the future anyhow um, so overall, I was I was pretty disappointed with it. Um, yeah, it, it's def- I I I wouldn't be upset if I never saw this movie again. Yeah, I don't think it's something I'll ever watch again, unless I like decide to rewatch Seven Deadly Sins like years down the road or something. And and even then, I probably wouldn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. I'd watch like, or I'd read like a quick synopsis, or just watch like a highlights, like a just all the fight scenes real quick, you know, something like that. <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, Chris, where where would you put this on our on our movie ranking board? Obviously, we got we got some we got some good and some bad there. We got Afro Samurai Resurrection. We got uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door, the Cowboy Bebop movie, and now this. I think these, those are the only three animated movies we've covered. Yep. If, uh, well, we do, well, we did My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, unless yeah. we're doing those, unless we're oh, keeping those we're, we're putting that in like a god deer at the top. No. Okay. God, well, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I forgot, um, we did do my neighbor Chodro. Um. So out of those four, what, what's your what's your ranking board look like? Um. Oh man, I don't know, Cody. I don't know. Like Cowboy Bebop is still at the top. It's now really just a race to for for last place. Um. <laughs> Like I don't know if I if I did if I like this more or less than uh than Resurrection, I might have liked it less, Cody. I think I'm putting this under Afro Samurai Resurrection. That's a bold statement, there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this one's dead last, and that's a shame too because I really like these characters. I've come to really appreciate these characters in this show, but like this movie just was boring. It was so boring. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Uh, I think this is definitely... I'm putting Prisoners of the Sky as the worst animated movie we've reviewed so far. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And then, obviously, after that, Resurrection. And then me and you have... I have Cowboy Bebop next, and then Totoro at the top. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, my, no. um, yeah, the Ghibli films are just... They're they're kind of their own like they're timeless right like they're they're like they're the Disney equivalents um but yeah definitely Bebop is up there for me as well with Totoro yeah they're both very good I think Bebop has a beat on the storyline I think just the I don't there's something about Totoro that just like you said it's timeless it's just whimsical it's just yeah it's a fun timeless movie it's like everyone's always gonna watch everyone's gonna watch like Sword in the Stone Sleeping Beauty right like that's what these movies are these uh, Ghibli movies are essentially the Disney equivalent and they, they, you know, they've got their own like, they're they're their own thing for sure. Yeah, much better than a two-hour filler episode of uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Jesus fucking Christ, are <laughs> you you are absolutely right, man. It was so, oh my god, it was bad. It was so bad. Yeah, I actually think Afro Samurai Resurrection. Now that I th- yeah. think about it, I think it's like leagues above this. Like, yeah, no, I think this might be like this might be in the gutter, man. Like this one was not fun, and that sucks, right? Because like this show has been fun for the most part, but this movie's, I just. I didn't care, Cody. I don't think I was literally pausing the movie periodically just to see how much time I had left on it. I didn't <laughs> do that with Resurrection. I did that with this. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, but anyhow, Chris, we're moving right along. That's our end of our review on on this shit show known as yeah, Seven. Yeah, we Deadly- told you how we really felt. Yeah, of Seven Deadly Sins, Prisoner of the Sky. Um, mm-hmm. 
But, Chris, before we wrap up this episode today, I believe we have a question uh, to go over. Uh-huh. Ooh, I love that, you, Cody. You know I love questions. I live for questions. All right, Chris. Well, today our question is, what is your favorite anime movie... Oh, I'm sorry, movie that coincides with an anime series. Oh, okay. So, similar to what we watched, uh, it's definitely not fucking this one. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, It's tough, right? Because there's a lot of good ones. Man, I could talk about this. I, shit, this could be its own fucking episode, honestly, Cody. Um, yeah, If I had to pick my favorite, like my favorite favorite, I mean, I think you and, you and I... Had, I mean, we both love Cowboy Bebop, right? I feel like that's almost like a, a universal answer. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I had to pick one, man, it's oh, shit. It's tough. I might have to give it just because Cowboy Bebop is in like a league of its own. It might have to be something like uh, like Eight Man After or um, or like the Trunks movie, the future Trunks movie in Dragon Ball. I really, really like that one. Uh, the Escaflone movie. I fucking love the Escaflone movie because it's a, a smaller, more compact retelling of the series. And the anime is the, the, the animation style is so much cleaner. Like everybody's got like the larger honkers, but it's not like in the anime series where they look like I'm reading the fucking Doonberry comic. Um, <laughs> Shit, what's a oh man like I, again? Like I could talk about this stuff. Uh, I love uh, Ranma One Half, uh, the movie One, uh, Big Trouble in Nekonlong, China. That's a classic, classic movie. Um, fuck, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna give it to. I think I'm gonna give it to Eight Man After. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I, I have to. I mean, other than Bebop, Bebop is timeless. Yeah, I think there's there's a few really great ones and then a couple good ones and then you get like your typical norm ones kind of like the yes. the prisoners of the sky and a lot of like the dragon ball movies are like this too yeah um with the exception of like a few of them are good like we said like i like the brawly movies a lot i really like the second yep. brawly movie uh we talked about earlier like before the podcast that i, I stick up for the bio brawly movie I, I can't believe you're dying on that hill. Like, bio Broly. Like that, now now I, I've learned everything I need to know about you guys. Well, I just like Kid Trunks and Goten. Uh, See, that's fair. That's fair. They're, they're, they, they make the movie fun. I'll, I'll give them that. Um, yeah, they're just some of my favorites. Uh, and anytime Goten or Kid Trunks get to show up Gohan, it's always a great moment because Gohan is true. trash. Uh, yeah, boy, he just turned to a bitch, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but I think, like, like you mentioned, I think... Probably Cowboy Bebop is probably my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I think the well, villain. It's I think the movie done right. Yeah, and like the villain in it is probably done better than Vicious has done in the series. Yeah. As much as yeah, I Vincent like Vincent is a great villain. Yeah, and as much as I like Vicious, I just like. I wish he got more screen time like Vincent does. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. But yeah, I, th- I think that'd probably have to be my favorite. Um, but yeah, you actually well, mentioned, Chris, you mentioned Eight Man After. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because we're actually going to be diving into that next week. Dude, yeah, I, I actually can't wait. It was kind of funny. Um, and that's not the re- It's so funny because we were talking about, you know, taking a break from Seven Deadly Sins. Only because, like, I mean, obviously Thanksgiving's coming up, so we're all going to be busy doing stuff. So we wanted to make sure we had another episode. We didn't want to leave you guys hanging. And we wanted to do a movie, so it was my turn to pick. Well, I was like, well, Cody, let's. I want to do Eight Man After. Um, because a, the, the TV series is, it's nothing modern. Like the TV show was, was in the sixties. 
Um, it came out around like the same time as like Speed Racer and uh, uh, Kimba the White Lion, and uh, like uh, we know it in America as Gigantor, but I don't fucking know what it's called in Japan. Um, so like the TV show is black and white. Um, but Eight Man After was a movie I had seen. Like it was one of my first anime movies and that's one of the things i know i said when we first started this podcast that i wanted to go back and visit some of the stuff that got me into anime this was one of them so i was like cody i want to do eight man after a because you can find it. it's either on amazon prime or youtube um for free um and like it's good like i was like do you like robocop do you like cop noir movies well then you'll love this movie so i'm actually really excited to dig into this one uh for our uh for our ova episode yeah, so look forward to that, guys. Um, but yeah, Chris, that's all I got for this episode. Do you got anything else before we wrap this up? No, I'm ready to put this baby to bed, man. Like this was this was not a fun show to a movie to watch, and it's a shame because I'm I, I want to forget this movie happened and actually just get right into season four. Um, though I'm scared to get into season four, Cody, because I've heard I, I haven't heard good things about it. Like I've heard nothing but like angry, like this shit sucks. Because I've heard like the animations change, like there's there's a lot of stuff that's different about it, and I I'm, I'm almost scared to start it, but I, I want to get back to these characters and in the situations that I give a shit about. Yeah, I definitely look forward to it, but like you said, I've heard a lot of things. I've seen a couple memes that are pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did change yeah. animation studios. Uh, oh no. Yeah, lot, lot, lots that's of frightening. Yeah, but. You know we're gonna we're completionists here, Chris. So we're gonna we're gonna truck we on through it. I don't think I would suggest Prisoners of the Sky to anybody, unless no, you're it's... unless you're trying to do what we're doing, like you're trying to cover the full like scale of Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, and even if you're liking the Seven Deadly Sins show, like I am, like I, overall I'm liking it. My gripes are very very small. I would want a hundred percent skip this. Unless in like or just fast forward, like watch it like on double speed and just stop it when you want to watch when something looks interesting to you. Otherwise, who cares? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, guys, that 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 wraps up our our coverage of Seven Deadly Sins: Prisoners in the Sky. But I, I want to just sparkle vomit all over this. <laughs> um, so, once again, guys, I'm Cody Snodgrass, and I'm Chris Adams, your f bomb supreme. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sitting through that with us, and we'll see you guys next time. Stay safe.